This is Political Junkies with Brian Howie. Hi again, everyone. It's Brian Howie. Welcome back to Political Junkies, the podcast for those hooked on politics. Uh, we're in the, the very fancy studios of Sticky Paws Studio, Sticky Paws Studios here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I had a better shirt on, but I was pixelating, so it's not laundry day. Forgive the... Uh, the t-shirt. Um, I had some questions because the economy does not seem to be going the right way. And uh, a lot. not only is the federal government going to be floundering for money pretty quickly, um, so are a lot of the states. And I've always wondered, is um, our vices a way to, to replenish states' bank accounts? Um, you know, back in, in, in the 1920s, um, after prohibition or 30s, they thought, well, let's bring the, the, the booze back because we can tax it, sin taxes. And then I saw some numbers recently that talked about how much money states like New Jersey have made off of legalized sports betting uh, in 2020. And I think that is the, the great frontier free for all for where all the states are going to at least attempt to replenish their bank accounts. Uh, so as I uh, knew I was coming to record today, I emailed our producer, Jono, and I said, Jono, I need somebody who can talk about gambling. And he's like, oh, do I have somebody who could talk about gambling? And then he told me who I was getting, and I was like, oh, he absolutely can talk about gambling. He's the host of Wisecracks. Among many other media appearances, he knows, I believe, everything there is to know about gambling. I don't know how many bets he's made today, but I'm glad to have him here with me. Bill Krakenberger, how are you? Hi, thank you. Thanks for uh, having me. And, uh, have you wagered today? Uh, yeah. We're recording this about one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I did. I did. Oh, yeah. Every morning. <laughs> every uh -huh. morning. Every morning. Usually the morning is when before the lines really start to move and, and formulate and take shape. So I'm, I'm usually betting in the mornings. But is that before you get some of the information that you need? or No, no, no. It's, it's, it's based on the information. East Coast time. Like, when I'm back east, which I'm normally there about four months out of the year, it's much uh -huh. easier because uh, you know here I have to get up like five in the morning to, to be eight in the morning there. So uh, during football and basketball, I'm up. At least five, four thirty, five in the morning. And I've heard you say before you're an advocate of sports betting over just about every other kind of gambling. Oh yes. Why is that? It's beatable. Every other kind of gambling is really, for the most part, not. Um, I, I was not debating, but um, this morning talking to someone about horse racing and and this big fix, this big scandal that's going on now with Bob, with Bob Baffert. Right. And um, it's uh, kind of put a black eye on horse racing. But the people are asking me, uh, what do I think and stuff? And I say, well, it doesn't really affect me uh, because I, I don't bet horses. It's a 25% take on average compared to sports betting, which is around a 4.5% take. Right. Myself, who, it, just uh, think, if you, even yourself, if you had one place to bet, it's a 4.5% uh -huh. hold. But if you bet three or four or five different places where you have different lines, now you're down to 1%, 2%, So compared to horse racing, which is a fixed amount of depending on what track and what state and taxes or whatever it may be, um, the normal takeout is around 15 to 20% on win, play, show. When you get to the trifectas and the gimmicks, the superfectas and right. stuff, you're talking 30%. It's a terrible, terrible bet. Now, that being said, I like I, I actually like going to Del Mar in the summer. I like going right. to Saratoga in the summer. Right. People who bet horses, though, say that, that horses are fairly consistent and predictable uh, animals, and, it's, and the, it's like the ability to solve a puzzle um, that you can do it. The take, I get. The take is higher, but you're betting against people who are not as good at solving the puzzle versus a lot of other kind of gambling. You're just sort of betting against the house, for lack of a better term. Nobody wins. 
Nobody wins. Long term, nobody's <laughs> beating horse racing. Now there are some situations. There are some syndicates, though, that, that I was just going to say there yeah. are some situations where you'll have rebate shops that give you a rebate on volume, or maybe some horse racing syndicates that pull their money together at certain times when things are overvalued, or there's a um, I, I forget what they call a max, you know, so much money uh, in, in the pools, no one's hit it for days. Right. In this pick six. Right, and so carry carryover is the right word, carryover. So they'll have a large carryover. Maybe it'd be worth something, too. But don't forget, they're taking 30% out of that. Well, there's also bridge jumpers that, that bet yeah. a huge amount of monies to create a show pool to win 50 bucks off 20000 And supposedly, over time, that is a you know 7% return on your money statistically. And if you got the, the, the a, guts and the money to do that. It's still a dying sport, though. Probably. There's so many racetracks that if it wasn't for the casinos bailing them out, these race casinos they call them, right. if it wasn't for that, they'd be closed. And a lot of them have closed in the last 20 years. They have. And um, you know, to get into the political side of this, a lot of states now, I think we're up to 30 states, have some form of legalized sports betting. I think 45 states have some sort of gambling. Gambling. Uh, you know, some states have nothing. Utah, not even a lot, not right. a lottery, and they're not getting any kind of soon. Right. Anytime soon. North Carolina has nothing, but I believe they're thinking about sports betting. Even the Bible Belt, yes. Certain states like Florida, who that has had high lie and all kinds of things forever, are way behind the curve on, on sports gambling. I think a lot of that is because they don't know how they're going to run it. But the states that got out ahead of the curve, Delaware, um, New Jersey, Pennsylvania has it now, a lot of them, they seem to be making money off of it. As somebody who gambles, is that a, a good thing? Because you think the more people that are gambling, the more bets they are, and the more you can find one to win money on. You mentioned New Jersey. New mm -hmm. Jersey, I, I, I called it on, on the Showtime show action that I did. Um, that was going to overtake Nevada. I just didn't know it was going to be so soon. I right. Mean, they, did, they did 200 million more in bets last month than Nevada. Uh, it's unbelievable how, uh, but it's unbelievable, but it's not because really it's New Jersey. It's, you know, I'm a New Jersey guy. Right. It's born and bred in our, in our, in our makeup. It's our chemistry. It's who we were. It's a rite of passage. I've been betting sports. Since I'm a little kid. I mean, literally a little kid, but uh, everybody in New Jersey who's been betting since they were a little kid, we're, we're betting with a guy. You know, yeah, what is the line. incentive for those people to go suddenly go to the uh, DraftKings sportsbook and bet? Oh, the, it's unbelievable the incentives. The the un, the incentives of the DraftKings, the FanDuel's, the points bets. By the way, there's about 20 of them represented in New Jersey. Right. There's such a competition. It's fierce. So they're luring people with the free oh, money and they recover your losses. Ridiculous. And, right. I mean, it's so ridiculous that that literally. Um, uh, I don't, do I say it? I guess I will. I, I make six figures a year just off just off them, just just off the bonuses. I mean, uh, uh, John and I were in New Jersey, or my my, my co-host on Wisecracks, John Orlando and I, mm -hmm. and uh, we went there, and yeah, I mean, I. I, I so had, it's sort of like the casinos would offer you free buffet tickets back in the day. These are offering you actual cash, giant cash. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I was I was making ten to twenty thousand a month for the last four months, uh, just on without making a bet. Now I'm going to make bets, but right? And just, they know you're going to make funding accounts bets. and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Do they want as a big better? Do they want your business? Uh, for the most part, 
Probably not. They're more of a square fan base book. Uh, probably not. But FanDuel and DraftKings and points, but they all take my bets. I just my name. I'm not, you know, these accounts are in my name. I mean, it's not legal to put it in someone else's name. So, yeah, they do take my bets. Places here in Nevada, they take my bets. Now, there are also many that mm-hmm. will not take my bet. Right. So uh, they're the ones that I, I kind of go after in media a little bit. kind of upset me that they don't take winning betters. Well, and some of the states are going to get it right, and some of the states are going to get it wrong. Just like on the lottery, a lot of states, you know, got the lottery pushed through, and they said that X amount of dollars are going to go to the Department of Education, and that's how they got it voted through and all that. Some states that does well, and some states that, that doesn't do anything. Um, New York, for example, uh, New York had off-track betting, OTB, for a long, long time, and as Mayor Giuliani said back in the day, he shut it down because he's like, this is the only bookie in the world that loses money. It's so badly run. And so a lot of states that can't run anything, they are either don't know how to license out who is handling the betting. They don't know what the technology should be. Should it be mobile? Should you have to go to the the track, the Indian casino, whatever they're handing out? It's people who don't understand gambling who are creating the legislation and then they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, you know... Um very interesting. I, I don't remember Julian saying that, but I'm sure it's exactly what he said. <laughs> I don't know how OTB failed. I, I know they were taking 5% of everyone's bed. How can that fail? It's I know. They used to money. be on one on, on no almost risk. every corner, and they went out. They were, it, was, it was both corruptly run. Corruptly it was run. badly run. Their overhead was, was bad. Uh, as you, you, you talked about the takeout before, the serious players were like, I'm, not, you know, I'm just going to go to the track or go find some other way to, to bet it. And they... Lost money for so long that he shut it down. Right, right, um, right. And uh, you know, but New York now, hopefully now they they've they've done this right. They they don't have they have casinos up in the Catskills and Sarah and Syracuse. Right, they're taking uh, wagers at the casinos, but not mobile betting. Mobile betting is about eighty percent of the betting that's being done in some of these new jurisdictions like New Jersey. Up to eighty five percent they actually reported. So there's a lot of mobile betting going on. That's just for people that don't realize that that's on your phone, right. on your computer, which to me seems incredibly dangerous oh no because you're getting we're gonna gonna talk about that i know we're gonna so these you've basically schooled a generation of people on fantasy football which was essentially a fun hobby where you could win money so you've created this gambling mentality for these fantasy players and now you're basically moving that entire population of people into a situation where you're playing but if you put in this money you can do the you know parlays and all these things and 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 they're they're dangling the carrot just like any other kind of gambling is the big payoff but you've got people who are wired a certain way to be able to bet real time everything you all these stadiums and these new stadiums now including the uh the raider stadium here are wired with such good wi-fi strictly because they want people to be able to sit in their seat and bet on every without play. a doubt every play without a doubt you know i do about six to eight shows a week i've never heard anyone say that you're 100 percent right and wait till they get the actual kiosk betting oh yeah i mean this is it's going to lead to a nation of of, of degenerate out of control gambling. i know which is if that's the way we're going to bail all of these states out of their financial crisis is taking people who may not have them you know the young kids now they're all like i want to be a day trader i want to invest in bitcoin i want to do that we have a mindset of people that were groomed on fantasy football in the nfl for a long long time looked the other we, we don't want anything about we we do not sanction this god forbid there's betting secretly they were loving a lot of this because this is going to drive all the ratings this is going to drive a lot of cash coming into 
football and all sports. Spot on. I did a show on ESPN with the commissioner, the NFL commissioner. He actually went on to say, I didn't really want to embarrass him. He said about 1% to 2% he predicts or have a, have a wager in the stadium or at home. One to two percent. He's nuts. Is that crazy? <laughs> I mean, that was a, I couldn't believe it. I really didn't want to insult him. I try to be nice to everyone, but I had to tell him that's absolutely incorrect. There's no way. If it wasn't for gambling and fantasy right. sports, this was at the beginning of fantasy. It was about eight years ago. Um, there wouldn't be uh, the fan base you have. You wouldn't be making the money. you. And, and now right. the opposite. Oh, yeah, we, we, we welcome sports betting now. Now everything's fine. Well, what, fa- what fantasy has done has made people care about games that they normally would not care about. And when you drive the interest to the game, and then suddenly you're going to drive a financial interest in the game, that's why the NFL just signed it. And they pretty much printed the check. You know, they went to all four major networks and said, if you don't pay this, you're not going to have a network anymore. Yes. Um, you know, they brought, they turned down a little bit of Amazon money. They got some. Uh that they basically have this pool that they're pretending is just, oh, we have the greatest game and people like the excitement. They hit. No, people like to gamble. Absolutely. And the more it becomes in, in homes and in states and everybody's going to be able to do it on their phone. I mean, I, I remember when I was in college, like trying to place a bet, just the excitement of trying to play. It was a process to place a bet. Right, right. It was. You had to find you had to find you had to a know little, a guy who knew a guy. You had to find a little local mom and pop candy store, someone writing bets, or, or in a pool hall or a bar. There was always bookmakers all around. Right. So it was a lot different than it is now. Um, can I talk about something that I'm that, sure. that really, really? Uh, it's going to shock probably you. It shocks a lot of people because my business is gambling. My business is sports betting. Right. I am so big on responsible gaming. You understand, I grew up in an Italian household. My old-fashioned mother from the Bronx, God bless her soul. Yeah. Um, she, her whole family was kind of, they were gamblers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving night when the kids went to bed, the card games came out, Atlantic City trips. Right. All these, and they, they were gamblers. That, that's what we did. I grew up on a boardwalk in central Jersey. And literally at nighttime when the games of, of, of chance and stuff closed, they were games of gambling. Now they had gambling games. So it's amazing I actually got out and knock on wood. Um, but anyway, let me just tell you. The kids in New Jersey, growing up like myself, or in New York, you grew up in New York, Mm -hmm. you know, we had so much against us. We had the New York State Lottery. We had racetracks. We had bingos and skillos and and, and, and just so many different bookmakers, football tickets. And think about the vices. This is nothing to do with girls and drinking and drugs and so many vices. Now you want to throw sports betting in the mix, something that every kid grew up on. So what happens? These kids that grew up on Shaq and Kobe mm-hmm. and, and now LeBron and, and Durant and all these guys, they say, oh, mm-hmm. I, I can do this. This is easy. Right. I've been watching this for years. I understand. I know who's good. I know who's I not. I know yeah. who's good and bad. They're in a lot of trouble. They're they in a lot of trouble. So responsible gaming really is what I preach. New Jersey's pretty good at mm-hmm. it, uh, more than any other jurisdiction. Uh, they're they're in trouble, man. Right. They're in because, trouble. Because, uh, you know, I, the the only two sports that you could legally gamble on in most of the country for a while were were horses and high lie, which was only in a handful of states. And I think now it's still in Florida. And dogs in yeah. Florida. And most people are like, I, I get what's happening here, but I don't feel I know every horse. I don't know that. The highlight player. I don't know that. I know who's good on the Milwaukee Bucks. I watched that. I I know who's going to win this, and that starts with eight year olds, and that's that we think we all know. We think we all know who's going to win the game, and now you're taking 
and we're not doing it, you know, the only reason these states are in a race to legalize this and passing legislation that was stalled for a long, long time. I mean, New Jersey tried to get sports gambling for a long, long time. Yes. Chris Christie pushed it through. Correct. That was his thing. Right. One state fall, you know, I think I think Oregon was the first one. They had parlay cards or something right. like that, and then Delaware. And then it, it got into, oh, Jersey's got it. And now every state's like, wow, look at the money that came from that. We're all going all in. The technology's there. I don't know what we're going to do to a whole generation of college kids and high school kids and young kids. I mean, it's so dangerous. Now, like we said, it's going to be on your. All the kids have a phone. It's going to be on your phone. The and they app. give you a hundred bucks to sign up. They or give you a hundred bucks to sign up. You're absolutely right. They, they <laughs> no. you can sign up for free. I mean, they're 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 talking responsible gaming in these sites and stuff. And you hope that they uh, they they actually do stick to that. You know, recently I had an issue that I went to resorts in Atlantic City where DraftKings is, and I went to go put money in my app and I'm, of course I'm a big better so I'm putting you have to be a big better mm -hmm. to make money long term uh, so now I go to put money in the app and, and they said I'm sorry you have to you have to wait we have to vent you they have to actually look at your bank accounts look at your you know because I wanted to put 50 grand in right and uh, it, it actually surprised me and I was actually a little bit happy I said wow it's pretty interesting they actually because usually you just take right. your money here you go buddy I mean when you go to the casino and put down money you know you bet thousand or two thousand they'll ask you for a card or something but they're not going to ask you for id or something till you get to over ten thousand so but it's crazy you brought that up the the ones who are getting the license to run the 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 um sports books now are FanDuel and DraftKings. The they, were, they were the fantasy people. The so they too. had the database, yep. and they had these millions of people that were groomed on fantasy. Oh, look, there's a whole other aspect now, actual gambling on yes. this. They just moved everybody over there, dangled 100 bucks, sign up to them, and there they go. And the states are waiting for this to bail out all the bad decisions they've made over the last <laughs> I don't know how many years. It's a scary situation. It's scary to think that that's going to bail them out. I mean, uh, you know, of course, in the beginning, they're going to make some money with it. And the, I know the draft kings and the fan duels, they're so much volume. I see with Pennsylvania, just look at the difference that's between states. So you have New Jersey, who I think, I'm not exactly sure, between 8 and 11% is the, is the percentage that they have to give over to the state. Pennsylvania is 36%. Pennsylvania, if I'm a, a sports betting brand right. in Pennsylvania, I'm there for one thing, branding. I'm not making any money. Right. They're not making any money on it, but they just want to be represented uh, like Barstool's big in Pennsylvania. Bars They're branding. They're right. branding. Fox Sports is getting yes. big into, into gambling. Yes. Everybody's getting into the gambling because that is the next step for generations of people who are, you know, it's got that video game mindset. It it's a, and I'm like, what is going to happen when... They all can't survive, though. They all can't survive. No, there's 20 of them. I mean, in Jersey, they what can't do, You survive. know, it used to be sort of a rite of passage to fly out to Vegas for the first time and That's see right. the big, the old Hilton sports book and been like, this is amazing. Super Bowl. I can bet on a, yeah, I yeah. can bet on a Super Bowl here and this is amazing. The fact that I can just download an app and do that is, I don't know. I think the money will come to the States, but at what cost? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing too. Uh, again, I don't, I don't want to sound like um, a Debbie Downer here, but uh, when I was in New Jersey recently, I'm watching some TV, which I never normally do, but I'm watching some TV in the background. I'm doing stuff. I'm, all it is is commercials for internet gaming. That's all it is. Right. Online gaming. It's commercial after commercial after commercial. By the way, they're strategically placed right on the games, right where the kids are watching. Yeah. And I mean kids, 20 years old, 21 years old, You know the kids that are watching games. And it actually saddened me 
because I know what happens. Because Bill Krakenberger didn't start out a sharp professional sports better. Mm-hmm. He was a loser, <laughs> stone cold loser, <laughs> borrowing money. Uh, you know, just like every you know, everyone else. My right. father took me to the track when I was seven or eight years old. They don't think they're doing nothing wrong. They're going out for a family thing. Next thing I know, when I'm 15, I'm taking a bus from Kingsburg to Long Branch, Long Branch to Eaton Town, the Mammoth Park, and gambling my. My check, you know, right. I worked a lot on the weekends. Uh, I, I actually I'm always was a hustler my whole life working. I worked on that boardwalk. But what I'm trying to say is I know what happens when you get in your underwears and your socks and you're laying in bed with a computer screen and you're done watching Facebook and your Twitter and everything. You, you drift. And if you, you, you drift because the ads, again, strategically per, placed on those forums, right. on those, 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 those particular apps, and uh, they get you over there. They dangle a little carrot. Here's how it happens. Let me just try $40. 40 bucks can't hurt. Let me put 40 bucks in. They're giving you a match. They're giving you 40. Okay. Yeah. Next thing you know, well, let me get the, let me get that 40 back. Let me put 100 in. Next thing you know, you're calling out to work because you're up all night gambling on the internet and you say you wake up the next day. I don't know if you ever had these get these days. I have. Mm-hmm. I've had these days where I woke up the next day and you said to yourself, did that really happen? And you say, like, wow, I can't believe I blew 10 grand. Yeah. I blew all the money on my credit card. Or it could just be, a, it, it draws parallels to other things in life. You went right. out drinking all night and, and you woke up with this girl. You say, did, did that really happen? Like <laughs> anything, it draws parallels to different right. things in life. But this is worse because it's going to hurt your pocketbook financially. And um, it, I, I just hope, again, like I said, I know what it is. I met a housewife recently that said, I won $65,000 on a progressive jackpot online. I was so crazy happy i went out and bought her i went out, she, she did go out and buy one thing she went out and bought a car so she went out and bought a car she didn't pay for it in full she wanted to save that money just for other things um in the end though she actually admitted it she blew all the money back and lost her house and car Ugh. imagine that yeah. she had to sell her car and get a used car and lost everything this is one person that admitted it that's the most important thing mm-hmm. because let me tell you something these games are the crack cocaine of gambling. You're home. You're alone. It's closet gambling. Your people don't know that your kids are in bed. They don't know you're doing it. I'm just watching the game. Maybe yeah. your husband or wife doesn't even know you're doing it. Right. So, uh, and and what I'm talking about really, uh, not only sports betting that ends at a certain time of the night. I'm really talking about the online casinos. The online casinos, uh, which DraftKings and FanDuel. You'll just pull up your app and you'll see DraftKings now. First thing they have around the left hand corner, play blackjack. So now that that little that little uh-huh. toggle switch there for blackjack, which was never there, and I'm not picking on DraftKings. Trust me. Right. It's all the sites they have. Play the casino. Now they may want to say, you know, hey, you know, be be responsible when you play, but they throw it out there more than anything else, and that's the thing that gets people. First of all, I'm a little bit cynical. Right. I don't even trust online casinos. That's right. right. I don't trust major billion dollar corporations. Mm-hmm. I do not trust that their online casino is a legitimate casino. Now, I'm not naming anyone. I'm a spokesman for a couple companies. Right. So I'm not naming anyone independently or I'm not naming anybody. I'm just saying Bill Krakenberg grew up a little bit cynical. I'm not going to believe that that slot machine, which is now supposed to be regulated right. and uh, from a gaming control board or a casino control right. board. Listen. So the slot machine at the gas station, I'm not winning? You know, the gas station here. <laughs> now, hold it. Now, you're, you're using Nevada. Nevada has a gaming board yeah. that actually is old school and, and, is, and has been all around this for years. These are new jurisdictions. Right. You go, let's go to a Tennessee, a brand. I'm not, I shouldn't pick on Tennessee, but let's go to a new state. All right. right. Let's go to Maryland. Maryland just got Maryland it. Maryland just got it. Okay. Um, let's go to Maryland. 
Now you have a gaming control board that's been policing casinos for years and uh, maybe some racetracks there. There's Pimlico, there's some racetracks there. Now they're told, hey, here's the book on sports betting. Yeah, look at that up. Here's your thing. Go study that tonight, and we're gonna. they're coming in here next week. They don't even know what 11 to 10 is, right. and you want them to police an online casino? They don't even know. Like they wouldn't, I'm well, not blaming a, them. That's a really good point. It used to be impossible to get a license, to, to run a casino, all this kind of, I mean, it, it used to be um, that they were very careful and spent a lot of time on who's, who's running these things. Then, like, remember when Canner Fitzgerald dove in a couple of years ago? Canner Gaming. They, yeah, they were basically a Wall Street, um, you know, Billion dollar ba- corporation. in bank, and yeah. they're like, oh, there's weaknesses in the market in gambling. We're going to dive all in yes. and go out here and, and yes. take that over. Everybody's just looking at what are the margins looking at, you know, what people are doing with there. And then it's like, who are the people that we're going to target? It used to be, we used to target the little old lady and put her on a bus and take him to, to Atlantic city and do that a hundred times a day. Now it's let's get the 12 year old who likes football. Let's get this, the 16 year old who thinks he knows something about basketball. And they've been groomed for a long, long time on this fantasy sports. And now they have apps and now they have access. And then, and now they have credit you know, it's just like when you're everybody gets ruined because your first week in college, they stick a credit card in your mailbox and a whole generation of people don't learn about credit that way. They're doing the same thing with these apps and online and yeah. sports. Canner Fitzgerald came to town like the big guys that they were on uh-huh. Wall Street. Uh, they came in town, opened up Canner Gaming. And uh, I, I was friends with the CEO, Liam Adis. I was friends with those guys over there. And um, unfortunately, they didn't make it. Yeah, they that, didn't. That, that, they, they didn't make it. Well, William Hill swallowed them up. And uh, they had the biggest fines ever levied against this casino corporation. They paid it. They paid right. like $35 million in fines when they were here. Uh, the gaming board probably seen that and said, let's take a lesson from this and let's never let this happen again. Because here in Nevada, right. we still don't have any, any – we don't have DraftKings. We don't have FanDuel. But then we, William Hill's a, a – a UK-based company. Giant. How did they land their ship here? Boy, they, they, take over? they How hurt, did that happen? They hurt me. They hurt me tremendously. They, they've taken over so many corporations here in town. They took over, like I said, the Canner Gaming. They've also taken over... When they first came to town, there was three sports books down, mm-hmm. downtown. There was Calneva. There was Leroy's. There was Lucky's. There's three different places I get to bet. Right. All three of them were bought by William Hill. Uh, Joe Asher, the CEO, uh, who, who came in there and bought all these places up. And they actually... They, they even bought more companies than that. Uh, obviously, they took away about six or seven different sports books, maybe even more that I used to bet at and monopolize the town. And what do they do? They throw Bill Krakenberger out. I'm not allowed to bet there. I'm a winning player. I'm a winning gambler. They throw out winning gamblers. If you win long term, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to get thrown out. That's the way it works at William Hill. That's their model. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. But the more unfortunate thing is they bought all these sports books that I used to be allowed to play in. That's the reason why I have to go to places like New Jersey where I have all these different places to bet. Or, um, you know, I have to go to other jurisdictions. I've been to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm, I'm happy. Actually, Florida is going to going to get right. um, just, just, the, just the probably the two hard rocks first, the one in Tampa, the one in Hollywood. I'm surprised there is. Arizona doesn't have it. They're yeah, going to get it. Behind. They just got they, voted you, in. You can bet on horses in a bar there. Yeah, they just got, <laughs> they just got voted in. They're going to have, by, probably by football season, Arizona will have sports betting. Now, what makes somebody a good gambler? Is it patience and money management? And and are those the keys to being a, a, a successful gambler? The skill sets it takes is unbelievable. I know some sharp, some of the sharpest guys in the world I know that are actually winning gamblers at certain things, maybe card counting or something. Right. 
can't handle the bankroll swings and actually tilt. So that, that happens in all forms of, there's only a couple different kind of things that are actually positive EV, we call it expected value gambling. Mm -hmm. One of which is, is card counting. There's some video poker plays. If casinos give you deals and walk-in offers, then there is some positive betting. But sports betting is probably out of all of them, probably the easiest to beat out of them, but yet only in a 0.1% of, uh, you know, uh, literally, literally, maybe mm -hmm. even more. I'm going to say 99.99 maybe mm -hmm. even. Uh, do not win, even if they have those skill sets. Uh, what makes it? Bankroll management. You have to start out with a certain bankroll, and you only bet a percentage of bankroll. You don't go over that. The sweating of the games. I don't even watch most of the games. I like watching baseball. On? I like watching baseball. Yeah. I'll, I'll enjoy that. But as far as watching the games on the weekend, I have so many bets. What am I? It, it's a ticket. So I, I write, it, write it on the ticket and throw it down and how much you got on that. And then at the end of the day, you grade the tickets. If I was to watch every game, it, it would definitely shorten my life. But it was also... Um, it, it would actually, it probably would, would uh, you know, I'd be actually sweating every game, and I wouldn't be able to do the things I do in life if I was worrying about that game right. when I'm going on to the later games or whatever, or situations that, that come up when there's indicators in the market that I should also take advantage of. So I really don't watch a lot of the games unless my buddies come in town and we want to watch a game. And I understand that that again, 99% mm -hmm. uh, of people watch games, and enjoy it, and then why would they bet it if they, you know, why, why would they watch? Wouldn't watch it. I understand that. It's just not what I do. It's a business. I treat it like a business. It took a long time for that, probably, but uh, I, you know, last did, twenty years I've been. Did you really... grow up uh, like a? Are you North Jersey or South Jersey? North Jersey. That's kind of upsetting. You, right. Yeah, I'm you not a, a fan no more. I was a but fan. Were of you a Giant fan? Mets. Yeah, I'm a I, Mets. I was fan. a baseball fan. So you have to take the emotion out of yeah, it. Yeah, there's no emotion at all. But I was a Mets <laughs> fan. You know, my family growing up in the we grew up in the Bronx, so you understand they're all Yankee fans. Yeah. I was always the, always the guy that was going against everybody. Uh, so I, I was actually. Um, Literally, my whole life, not rooting against the Yankees, but I, by the way, I love betting against the Yankees. You get some implied value, implied odds betting against the Yankees in a, in a town like this in Las Vegas. Uh, but, but I was always All the big teams, right? Notre Dame, yeah. Cowboys, sure. Cubs. Cowboys, Cubs. Chicago has a giant fan base here in Nevada, right. in Las Vegas. They, they, do, they get a lot of bets. Uh, the Los Angeles teams, the Dodgers, gets a lot of, and, and, and they're doing so bad now. It's amazing. It's, yeah. uh, they're like 4 and 15 in their last 19 games. And they, they're really, uh, they're really, a good team to bet against because still people are saying, well, they got to come back now. So you'll find extra value betting on the dogs here by shopping lines, whereas the offshore sports books, which, by the way, are the sharper sports books. Yeah. Uh, the, if it wasn't for the offshore sports books, I don't know if the sports books like DraftKings and FanDuel would be, would be in business. They wouldn't know who to follow. Right. They, so they, they what don't... happened to those guys? You know, legally, there was the offshore books. What was it? 15, 20 years ago? Yep. All the guys had to hide out in uh, Antigua or whatever, and they aren't allowed to come back, and they all have warrants. Or yeah, are they fine? Those guys, now most that of them. Antigua, Curacao, Costa Rica is the big place. Yeah, uh, those guys. Yeah, you know, listen. Not only are they fine, they're actually making their way in the United States and open up legal sports books here. Five Dimes, which was in Costa Rica. Right. Uh, literally, I was on a panel recently in Colorado where their lawyer was on the panel there. They, they're trying to get licensed in Colorado. Pinnacle Sports out of Curacao is trying to get licensed in New Jersey. These places are now, uh, as long as you pay your fines and pay your money, look at the poker world. Party poker, poker stars, these were the illegal sites. Right. So the government was going after them. Let's get them. And they paid hundreds of millions in fines. Right. And now everything's fine. Hey, welcome to the Well, States. I think that's true. Some of these you know, licenses, they're basically like, we will kick back. It's a bidding war against the states. For the state, so who gets the licenses? I'm not sure there's there is the oversight that they really need to be. I it looks like we're gonna have it in every state but Utah 
within two years. Even it's California. E it, right. It's either passed already or it's in the pipeline and they're just, just waiting for these things. And, and like I said earlier, they are now building venues that are designed to get you drunk and have you gamble. And, oh, yeah, watch the game. We'll see the fallout. <laughs> we will. And you think the it fallout will be... It may not take be... for another 10 years. But, right. So but we'll see we're basically, it. it's like, here's your money, Americans. Gamble it. We'll hope to take it back. But then it's like, oh, what, at what cost? Yes. You oh, know, no. You're well, going to have a lot of lives ruined, and you're going to have a lot of... Um... Look, look at this town. There we go. I said right. I wasn't going to be political. Here I go. I have to. I can't help myself. <laughs> look what's going on in this town right now. It's unbelievable. Look what the weekends are. They're packed up. They're packed. And what are they packed with? People's checks. I know a guy that's, that's here right now. Money. I know a guy right here that's, <laughs> yeah. that's in town right now. Uh, that's he's, his unemployment. I think he's getting eight fifty-five a week. He said, "Yeah." And he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. But no. he's not going back to work because he was only making like nine hundred a week at work. Right. So he's here. That's one person. That's that. There's so many people that are here, here gambling, getting a, getting a thirty-five dollar hotel room that oh. they normally would have paid. And I probably for. shouldn't say this part, but but I'm not going to mention it. his name. Oh, by the way, he's not paying his rent because he don't have to. He doesn't have to. He don't have to. All these people coming out from L.A. He's not paying his rent. Right. They're not going to get kicked out. This is the, this is free money. Yeah. Let's let's drive to Vegas. Let's drive to Vegas. This is how they. This is, and by the way, Atlantic City is the same. I was in Atlantic City last weekend. Right. Two weekends ago, it's packed on the weekends. I mean, it's but nothing like this. I see the planes that are coming in town, and uh, not the best people either. We got right. It's we not got a lot of pe crazy people coming I, I, in town. I, trust me, I've been here a lot. I'm like, this is not your typical Vegas crowd. No, it's and not. And at first, I was like, where do they get all this money? That's how oh, they get their it. money. They're not paying their normal bills. No. Let's take that money and let's go have a good time in Vegas and let's gamble. Yes, and he asked me to borrow three hundred yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I really couldn't believe it. I was like. You're kidding me. It was Sunday, yeah, yesterday. He said, uh, just until I get my next check. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. I mean, I just, it's, it's, it's the mentality, though. I got free money coming in. I'm not paying right. rent. I don't have any big bills. I'm staying an extra week. At what point in your uh, life were you like, I, I, this is what I want to do for, for my living. I want to make this my business. Blackjack machine in Atlantic City, back in around 93, 92, something like that. Uh, I got a call from a guy in jail, by the way. Uh, I got a call from a guy that I was putting $20 a week in the stimulus. In, in, uh, not stimulus, that's words <laughs> in my brain. In his, in his account, whatever that is, a commissary account. So I'm putting 20 a week in his account. And he said, listen, there's something going on in Atlantic City at the Golden Nugget. It wasn't the Golden Nugget, though. It's, Golden Nugget was just taken over by Bally's Grand, I think, or the, whatever it was called. And um, he said, uh, there's this blackjack machines that are paying too much money. And I'm like, how do you know that? He's in Atlantic County Jail, by the mm -hmm. way. And uh, but by the way, he was in there for, for bookmaking. So so uh, he, he uh, told me about these machines. I go down to Atlantic City. I'm working like two, three jobs. I was always a worker. I was always a mm -hmm. hustler worker. I was never in with the party crowd. Um, it, it was just something I, something I was, uh, you know, always gambled as a kid. So I had to work a lot of jobs, too, because I had to pay for my gambling habit. I was gambling since I'm a little kid. Right. So now he tells me to go to Atlantic City. I find these, these machines. It's 2 in the morning. The pole place is dead, except for this bank of eight or 10 machines. I think it was 12 machines. And the end machine finally opened up. I'm waiting them out. I still don't know what I'm doing. I go over to that machine and I uh, I sit there and I'm trying to find, look at the, trying to peek the guy next to me to see what he's doing because I still don't know. Just like my friend didn't know what the advantage was. So now I'm putting the uh, the coins in the machine and um, the guy next to me, a six foot six glasses, very intelligent. You could see how highly intellectual his fingers were real long and lanky and he was he had a way of taking the quarters and cupping them and just dropping them in, in the machine. And he was and he's like, um, can I sell you a few rolls of quarters? I was like, um okay, why? 
He's like, we want to keep the coins in the machine so the hoppers are full. And I still don't know why. And I'm like, okay. So I'm instead of putting the bills in, there was no tickets in, tickets out, by the way. At right. the time. It was buckets of coins you got. And you weren't hitting a button. You yeah. were pulling it. Yeah. Well, right? this, this, was a, this was a blackjack machine, so it's a video Oh, it was a blackjack machine. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm now I'm getting I put the money in the machine. I'm trying to watch this. It's only a dollar a hand, one little grocery dollar per hand. So now I'm looking and I'm looking to see what he's doing. And I'm looking. And next thing I know, he actually was was telling me the surrender is the smart play. And I was like, okay, I'll surrender. Surrender means you get half your money back yeah. on a bet. Not on this machine. You get all your money back. <laughs> so if you didn't like your starting hand, uh, 16 verse 10, or even you know 12 verse 8, just surrender and you get your money back. And um, so, uh, needless to say, I think I had about a thousand bucks to my name. That night, I made six grand, six thousand bucks. And the guy showed me the next. I stayed. They called out of work the next day. Stayed there the whole time. That guy next to me uh-huh. was my partner the next years, the next year, ten years in sports betting. He actually showed me about advantage sports betting. So you he, found the edge. I found the edge with that guy. That guy's the guy who changed my life. I still, I'm still friends with him. Multi-millionaire today. Multi. He's worth tens of millions. But I met him uh, just recently in Atlantic City. And, uh, yeah, again. Well, you bring up Atlantic City, and Atlantic City is the first place. They're like, well, we'll build the casinos, and it'll fix up all the area, and it'll jobs and everything. And didn't really happen. Right. And there's a lot of places there. They built this version of the, of the Encore outside of Boston in, um, is that Revere? Everett, one of these towns. And it looks exactly the same. And they're like, well, this will fix up this neighborhood, and it, it hasn't really happened. Since the dawn of time, the, the, the government has been looking for gambling to bail out the bad decisions that they've made, either locally on a state level or even, even federally. They're doing it again. Atlantic City is a disaster still. <laughs> I was there for three of the last like four months. It's a disaster still. The, yeah. The outskirts of Atlantic City. You literally walk two blocks from the Hard Rock, three blocks from the Hard Rock, which, by the way, is a beautiful casino. Yeah. They put unbelievable the money. Are they great. put half a billion dollars in the Hard Rock, which mm-hmm. was the old Taj Mahal. Uh, and, and the Ocean Casino, beautiful. I love those places, actually. But outside there, you got to be, be careful, brother. It's real dangerous walking around. Yeah. I mean, this is a new uh, incarnation of... Beautiful casinos. You know, they've got this is the, the third run at it now. There was all the Trump ones back in the day. They all went away. Atlantic City died for a while. It's like, oh, let's build shiny new casinos. It's still homeless people all every, everywhere. It's still just, it's, it's not good. Yep. Um, and most places that have tried that to bail out the local economy or to bail out, you know, bad government decisions, it, it, it doesn't go well. So, um, you know, that's sort of my point on this now. The, 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 the governors and the state legislatures and uh, even our federal government have made a lot of bad decisions. They printed a lot of money that they probably didn't have, and they're looking for the people to pay it back by um, tapping into our vice mentality and our, our uh, technology that we all know how to use very easily. And uh, it's a slippery slope, and I'm not, I'm not sure where we're going with this. These kids, I'm telling you, that's something I'm glad I'm able to point out here. The kids are in trouble. And down, down the line with the sports betting and stuff. I really hope these states do it. Uh, take Jersey's lead. Do it responsibly. Mm-hmm. Or at least as, as you can. Uh, the internet gaming, the online gaming that these sites have, they're the things that I don't like. When I'm talking about the, the games of blackjack, craps, video poker, right. roulette, these kind of game slots, they're the games I really don't want these kids playing today. And I don't want even the housewives, like I said, playing. Right. I, want, I, I wish no one played the online gambling. Well, because it's That's also like them. when the – Last football game is over. You can keep gambling, kids. 
You can you can still play a little blackjack. You, can say, you get yeah. stuck on the on on the on the Sunday night football game. And you got nothing to do. You yeah. Know, let's try blackjack. Yeah. Let's try let's try video poker. Let's try slots. I know how to do this. You know, it's mostly blackjack. It's the, the most popular mm -hmm. game. Trust me. In the end, I'm telling you. In the end, just just with the house rules, you have no chance. Yeah. Now you're playing against again the cynical mind online with cyberspace. I I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. I don't recommend. I know. To. I, I don't know. I wouldn't trust it. I don't know how people trust it, uh, but they do. Uh, this was fun. Plug everything you want to plug. Yeah, I'm bad at self promotion. <laughs> Bill, Bill Krakenberger uh, at Crackwinds. I have a I have a website. I'm sorry. Website's Crackwinds.com. The app I have is, is Crackwinds in the App Store. I'm on Twitter uh, at Bill Crackman with a K. And uh, that's about it. I try to help people answer questions and uh, try to lead people in the right direction for things. Easiest sport to win money on? Is there one? College basketball, probably for me, the first two months. Yeah, I'm first six, two months. First two months, and any sport is softer in the beginning when the information is not out there amongst mm -hmm. the, the 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 public. So uh, against the, the line makers, I, I like to beat the, beat them at the beginning of any sport. The people in Europe are, are rabid about tennis betting, and they say that there's a lot of there's a lot of shady shit going on. Yeah, there's on. a lot of a lot of shady stuff. A lot of tennis, shady yeah. stuff, but they, they they're like that's a place that that. It yeah. surprisingly gets a lot of action. Yeah. No, tennis. I heard that. I've actually heard that. I haven't got into the Euro sports. I don't bet soccer, even though it's probably the biggest sport to bet on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the, the tennis in the smaller market, they were betting on ping pong last year. A lot, of, a lot of inside information and stuff going on. It's weird. Um, as far as us, like, share, subscribe. And as always, please review this podcast. Your, your reviews mean a lot. Uh, this was fun. Thanks for doing this. Anytime. And we, we will uh, be careful out there, kids. Please. Gamble, gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLE. Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. <laughs> Something like that. Don't right. blame me. I'm just the messenger. Right. And we will see you next time on Political Junkies. This is Political Junkies with Brian Howie.